0: Machines! You
1: are not cattle! You are men! Echo, chikwa, echo, chikwa. here we go! Cop Radio 100.5 FM, I'm Ruggero, your host. I just can't wait to head dive right into it today on Room Tone, the radio show, talking movies, because we love it. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited because today in the booth... We have joining us. Please raise your your hands for director, cinematographer, editor, jack of all trades, Elliot Galan. How are you doing, Elliot? I feel really grateful to be here, Rosario. Oh man, man. this is great, man. This is great, and this is a beautiful connection on so many levels for so many different reasons. But for now, why don't we give a little bit of an intro to everybody listening right
0: now? Who is Elliot Galan? Oh gosh, mirror, mirror on the wall, I. We'll have to get back to you now. I, I think I know myself pretty well by this age. I'm uh, over 40 now, so you know I, I get to look back and, and retrace my life and examine who I am. Mm. Uh, I think it's important as you go through life to, to ask yourself who you are and what, mm. what it means to be alive, mm. uh, what it means to have purpose, mm. how are you spending your days. So, who am I? Uh, I, You know, we identify by our vocation. So, yeah, I'm a filmmaker. Beautiful. I'm an artist. That's what I do. I'm a, a human. I'm a compassionate person. Mm. I love people I love the Beautiful. earth Beautiful, so much and love so, all, so much all light already already in the
1: booth <laughs> here. this is fascinating and uh, first things first I want to personally congratulate uh, for your incredible work on uh, when, T- when the Tide Goes Out uh, that uh, premiered at the, the Vancouver International Film Festival that's quite some work and it's great to see that filmmakers like you with this bright energy amplify the voices of indigenous communities here in BC and uh, this is a lot of a lot of work and a lot of respect and a lot of sensibility to that as well so congratulations for that now, before we head down into all of that, uh, how did you start making films? How was it for you? Was it more of a fade-in or you just knew, you were born, you knew that you wanted to make films?
0: It was definitely a fade-in for me. I uh, started, I guess you could trace it back to photography in high school, mm. shooting black and white photos of me and all my friends, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> getting into all kinds of trouble, and uh, after high school, I, I stuck with photography, it's my first love, and then... I moved to Colorado and started volunteering at a, uh, the public broadcasting station, mm. learning the equipment, uh, broadcast cameras, studio stuff. Mm. And, uh, and then I moved to uh, Montreal eventually and realized, you know, I, I got to level up here. So I went to film school, just like a technical school for mm-hmm. a year. Really fell in love with uh, film. They taught us history, all mm. about the craft as well as the technical and then I moved out to Vancouver and, and just here you jumped are, in, man. and I jumped in with both feet. Here you are, I love it, and
1: uh, you know, this is quite a, a journey for you in many levels, and I remember uh, standing by your side uh, while filming here on Hastings back in 2017, and here we are now, and how many things have happened in between. And let me ask you, the one memory that really stuck with you as a
0: filmmaker in the past two years. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's get into it, man. The Let's memory. I, I would say the the moment where I felt most uh, loved and supported was presenting the film when the tide goes out uh, mm. to a sold out audience at mm. uh, the Cinematheque. Mm. Um, yeah, i I've, usually I get like kind of stage fright when I have to public speak, but there I just uh, opened my heart and I let it pour out, and I felt just perfectly in tune with what i wanted to say and Mm. with the audience and it was beautiful i mean there have been lots of amazing moments in the past two years Mm. since we met shooting but uh that one stands out for sure beautiful what does it mean to you being Mm. able to tell stories that uh,
1: deserve such sensibility and offering them to such an audience what does that mean to you what is the process for you to really envision shoot edit and then deliver it to the audience
0: Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> what it means to me, I mean it, it means everything really. Like it, it gives my life purpose to um, be received when you when you put in all your heart and, and blood, sweat and tears like literally uh, in making a lot of films and then for a community to receive you and, and appreciate what you do. I mean there's nothing like that.
1: Mm, it, it, it's uh, uh, quite a statement as well to, to be able to be part of this community here in BC, in Vancouver, which is an extremely vibrant community uh, here as a, a film, filmmakers and content creators. And then always catching you at various events around town as well. And this is a shout out to the Stu Jam happening the last Monday of the month.
0: Yep. Uh, uh, when I
1: see you there filming these incredible musicians making it happen. And then I remember asking you to write... On, a, on, a, on one of my notebooks and I when I read it after it was beautiful uh, it said something like I'm awake from over 40 hours <laughs> something like that <laughs> and uh, that but I, I still wanted to right write this down yeah yeah and I was, uh, this is the life of the filmmaker sometimes I guess you know you just gotta go and tell the story and make it happen no matter what no matter what Definitely. And, and for you in the whole process of making a film what's the, your favorite section your favorite process?
0: shooting For shooting sure. is definitely my favorite part of the filmmaking process uh, because it, it, there's nothing more on the fly you, mm. you got to be anywhere and everywhere you don't know what's next <laughs> especially with documentary you go in mm. with this idea but it, it can change directions at any moment and uh but, you know, it used to be editing because that's, like, where the magic happens, mm-hmm. where you get to create the story and mm-hmm. nurse it and, and create a, a baby, essentially, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. So it, those two things are, are pretty close.
1: Beautiful. And uh, I actually want to take a moment and explore the reasons why you were shooting here on Hastings back in 2017, mm-hmm. and that's where we crossed eyes. And I think that's a quite an exciting, uh, exciting announcement also because here we are. Cop Radio, one hundred point five FM, broadcasting straight from downtown inside Vancouver, and I'm really excited to hear about uh, your uh, film, Balmoral. Is that right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, Mm. first let me just start by acknowledging where we are. We are on the unceded traditional ancestral territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. Thank you for that. This this is stolen land. We're all occupying. We're developers, landlords, homeowners, even are all profiting from theft. Mm. This is an illegal act. Mm. And we're just perpetuating this as we go on. Mm. So here we are, ground zero of the housing crisis in Vancouver, in BC, Canada. Um, And the Balmoral was kind of the pinnacle of that moment. Uh, It it was the spike of the housing crisis. We're still in the housing crisis, obviously. But uh, these SROs all over the city, there's over 100 of them that are privately owned. They're Mm. falling apart. The Balmoral and Regent are probably the two worst, Mm. definitely up there in the top few. And um, people are just, they don't have any other options, so they've been forced to stay in these places. Some Mm. have been there for decades, 30, Mm. 40 years. Uh, So they've seen it go from decent living conditions to squalor and uh, corruption, horrible mismanagement. Um, mm. Exploitation of low-income uh, residents, addicts, all types of people—you uh, know—find themselves in that situation there.
1: And one of the things that really characterized your way of being in this space and on this street back in 2017 was this spirit of purpose. I could see that there was so much purpose while you were shooting, and I can see still the purpose right now as we speak in your eyes. And to me, that's valuable, man, because it's so easy to get lost uh, and, and 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 fall into. The rewarding, the, the rewards that are, that are stuck in laziness In the immediacy of everything uh, But here we are, you know, telling the right stories And uh, I really respect your work, Elliot And that's why you're here today Because uh, it's quite impressive to see That you really don't give up and you get through it And I'd like to ask you uh, about the Balmoral, the film Balmoral. Mm-hmm. How about that, man? I'm so curious. This is a story that Vancouver needs and the moment it will come out, everybody will get to know about it. What's the story behind there? What's the process, man? Tell me. I'm curious. Hey, I'm the audience. What's going on here? All
0: right, let <laughs> me first just say thank you so much for sharing your compliments. Uh, it really warms my heart. Um, it, it, coming from someone like you, you've made some incredible films, so I, I just want to thank you for that. Um, the Balmoral film, is, uh, it's in the works. Um, I, I was invited in during the eviction process, and I spent every day there, 12 days, I think, uh, 8 to 12 hours a day, meeting with uh, the tenants, um, organizing them, uh, building a strategy to try to get people housing instead of being thrown into shelters um, mm. and losing all their possessions, losing their pets, losing, being separated from their partners, and we accomplished that, um, and so the film will tell that story, but it will also put it into context. Mm. Uh, we'll be, it's, it's centering the voices of those people who have lived in it, mm-hmm. uh, who have experienced this housing crisis uh, at its point, and, um, and hearing what it was like for them. Mm. And then, you know, thankfully it's, it's a happy ending. We don't get many happy endings <laughs> in such grief. Um, but this one is a happy ending. We don't know what's coming next with the Balmoral. Of mm. course, it was uh, voted by city council to expropriate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sohota family has challenged that in the courts, obviously. Mm. Um, hope you know We're all hoping that uh, the expir- expropriation will stick. The Sohotas will get a whopping $1 for the, <laughs> their properties, um, which is generous. They should be in handcuffs, if you ask me. Mm.
1: Um, and here is where it, it really gets to the to the bones of the situation, and yeah, where yeah. your film also is, is planning to dig, and uh, dig deeper and put it into context. I think that there will be so many different themes and values extracted by this story, mm-hmm. and it takes definitely a lot of hard work, and, and, and I respect that, for sure. Mm, uh, so uh, I'm definitely looking for, forward to Balmora. Is that uh, the title of the film, how we can sort of uh, l- name it? Yeah, the, the title is
0: On the Brink of Collapse. Oh,
1: beautiful! Yeah, High, so. five, right. me High five, man right there
0: Thanks. On the brink of collapse Yeah, well, I mean And that's There's it's probably a triple entendre Maybe quadruple mm. But obviously Uh the buildings themselves are on the brink of collapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people inside, including us tenant organizers, you know, by the end of that process, were on the brink of collapse. Mm. Like The black mold in there makes everyone sick. I was mm. sick after just uh, less than a week, and I, I looked around and realized everyone is sick who lives mm. there because of the living conditions that they're forced to endure. Uh, and then thirdly, the our whole economic and housing systems are on the brink of collapse. Mm. People are on the street in record numbers. People are being forced out of their homes for profit. Mm. So... Things have got to change, and I, I hope to be part of that.
1: Well, oh, beautiful man, so much love in these words, man. So much love in this direction, just like a arrow, whoop, just going <laughs> for the sky, man. I love it, man. Love energy, I love it. Man. Oh my goodness. So I want to actually chat a little bit more about the when the tide goes out and the process of filming that. Because I looked it, it looks amazing. Congratulations on the cinematography. It feels great. It's really taking us through a little bit of a journey here in many different levels. How was the process for you to get to shoot this film to elaborate? It to visualize it and then bring it to the audience at TIFF.
0: Well, it began with a friend of mine, Ben West, who uh, was working with Slowetooth, inviting me to go and film uh, them harvesting clams. And mm. I was like, oh, cool, let's, let's, all right, yeah, I'm available that day. I'll, <laughs> I'll go out and on the beach and uh, and so we we took the boat up Indian Arm to an undisclosed location uh, mm-hmm. because, uh, as for those who don't know, the entire Lower Mainland is closed for shellfish harvesting due mm. to uh, toxic runoff from industry and development. And it's been like that for coming up to 50 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Slavitoth has been working directly to clean up the land and water in some very small uh, locations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, because you got to start small. Mm -hmm. Um, So they've been working on it for over 10 years in partnership with the federal government, um, doing tests, monitoring the the, uh, health of the water, the clams, um, soil samples, all kinds of things. And uh, what I saw there was something much more than just like some kind of... Uh, it's not just food harvest, you know it's not just like going out and fishing in a lake or something like there's something much more deeper Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. Um, and from someone like you this is something I'm very very curious to hear uh, about
1: with all these different situations here in British Columbia what do you think is the one that has the most priority
0: Oh man, there's so much going on right now. <laughs>
1: yes, we can Seizy, say that. Sightsee,
0: Una Stoughton obviously is in a really tense moment right now. My heart goes out to uh, the people who are uh, facing the RCMP possibly. Um, you know, the, the film When the Tide Goes Out is, isn't about conflict. It's about the, hopefully, the aftermath. It's, mm. it's what we do next. Mm. It's rather than only saying no to uh, destruct- destructive projects like, mm. like uh, well, Trans Mountain Pipeline, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that terminus is directly across from Slowototh Reserve on the North Shore. Mm-hmm. And so they're not just saying no to that project. They're also trying to restore the health of the inlet to a, a stage where you can at least harvest food mm. and, and for them it, it goes back thousands of years it's culturally significant mm. it, it means a lot and uh, it, and it to me it meant a lot to be part of that process beautiful well. beautiful wow man this is a lot of light a lot of beauty a lot of love here in
1: the booth from cop radio 100.5 fm i think it's time to take a break time to take a break everybody and today i want to take you uh, to the tunes of an artist i very much respect all the way from new york so please uh, catch us right after this wonderful track uh, This is, uh, of course, Degrees of Light. So much light in this booth, baby. And this is Taylor McFerrin. So just go get to it. Taylor McFerrin, Degrees of Light. Let's go. back everybody here we are cop radio 100.5 fm i'm ruggiero your host room tone the radio show talking movies because we love it that was Taylor McFerrin with Degrees of Light. What a track, man. Where did that take you? Where did it take you, Elliot? Where did it
0: take you? That took me to the sky, man. <laughs> we got these beautiful bright lights uh, above us here, and it mm. just reminded me that it's actually really beautiful outside today, so I hope people get out to enjoy it. Man,
1: this morning waking up with the sun looking at you like that, not even one cloud, that sun screaming at you, wake up, man, you wake <laughs> up, you. Another one inside, you wake up, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I loved it. I loved it so much, and I think we're so lucky to be here in, Vancouver, yet there are so many things that we have to take responsibility on, and it's great to see that filmmakers like you are able to take responsibility and uh, craft a good, uh, powerful sense of purpose out of this responsibility. And I would love uh, to hear from you if you could talk a little bit about your process in identifying and taking on that responsibility while you were here in Vancouver.
0: Well, moving here, I had. No analysis of colonialism, mm. so- somewhat of capitalism, anti-capitalism, mm. uh, but the culture of Vancouver is is very knowledgeable. Um, the activist movements there are so many, and uh, and they're all rooted in uh, an understanding of this place, and so by osmosis, I I, I learned, and I, I didn't. I didn't actually go to university, I'm I'm not a scholar, Uh, Mm. you know, I don't, uh, but I have learned so much by living it here and listening to people. Um, So I I think to to find passion, you have to start quiet and you need to open your ears and you need to examine uh, the world around you, Mm. find out what matters to you. What are the best ways that you can get to
1: experience this culture from within the community what did you find were the best ways to really get to touch this knowledge?
0: Well it took a long time I think I I came here just wanting to work in film I just want to be a filmmaker (laughs) I want to do all this and, and then I I started working uh, with indigenous folks, actually, through the National Film Board. Mm. Um, I I was the editor for Tony Papa, a a veteran filmmaker here, and uh, he had a good connection with the NFB. Uh, In those days, they were much uh, better funded, so they actually funded lots and lots of projects, Mm -hmm. and some of those came through us, and I started working with indigenous folks, and I was like, I I started to learn from them, and um, you know, they didn't say, like, oh, who's this guy? Like, they, they... embraced me and um, <clears throat> I, I'd say I learned from them so you know how I learned I, I I hope others can learn that way I mean it's just a matter I mean call it luck call it privilege like I, I don't know like um, I guess I just found my way to it mm-hmm. and I, I received it I, I was ready for it when it came
1: Beautiful. And then again, luck is when uh, opportunity meets preparation. So there you go. And props to everybody out there, even listening and ask yourself, you know, when was in 2019 the moment that that luck came to you? You were prepared and the opportunity showed up. Sometimes we don't even realize, you know, and we don't even realize that that has happened. And yet it happened. And being grateful for that is key to unlocking the next opportunity. And of course, that's where preparation comes in. And uh, sometimes your best friends can be books, and how those books and can really stand by uh, your side and supporting your journey and i'd also ask is there any specific book that really resonated with you that you read across
0: 2019 you know what I, I would say i watched more films than read books this mm, past year beautiful I, hey you gotta show me, had, me
1: a, uh, what's the film man well, me a there's film there's
0: lots man I, I i was blessed to have a pass for doxa and vif this year so i saw lots and lots of films i think Local. The local standout for me was Shannon Walsh's "Illusions of Control." Mm. That was an incredible documentary. Mm. I felt uh, very underrated, um, but powerful. It's, it, and it traces uh, people's lives in, I think, five parts of the world: women's lives mm. uh, and, and them coping with with climate change, with with just bigger things that mm-hmm. are happening in the world around them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, what a fascinating
1: idea there, huh? That's a, that's quite a concept. That's mm-hmm. a really really powerful premise, especially in the context of what's happening at the moment, not only here in Canada but across the whole world. Mm-hmm. And so that really speaks to the, the to the power and the responsibility that we as men can take to to support mm-hmm. the feminine energy that's part of our communities and
0: recognize that we all have feminine energy.
1: Absolutely, right? well said. Embrace well said. It embrace it. I think that actually to truly be able to recognize your masculinity, it's necessary to first embrace the feminine energy it's a, it's a necessity and I think that even Jung, uh, back at the time you know, he, he knew all of this, he wrote it down on paper and he warned us and uh, I think that that's something that we really uh, have to take responsibility on. Again, I think responsibility is a key word in this conversation for some reason not only for the work that you do but also for the, the, the many, many Concepts and aspects that we have to embrace as storytellers. Because filmmakers, storytellers of the uh, the 2020 decade. So this is our responsibility, filmmakers. We're not only here to entertain, we're also here to educate. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that starts by educating yourself. (laughs) mm, High five (laughs) in the booth for that. Give me that, Elliot. I love it. I'm actually very curious if uh, you have any
0: interest in exploring worlds that are outside of the documentary filmmaking realm. I do, actually. I've been making documentaries uh, for coming up on 15 years now. Um, Editing, mostly, which Mm -hmm. meant working on other people's projects. In the last few years, I've started directing and shooting a lot more. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, But I'm also trying to open the doors to fiction. Uh, I I believe fiction is a very powerful tool. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can teach us so much if we're willing to give it a chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, So right now, I'm working on a few different scripts feature screenplay. Beautiful. Oh, about on, what? Well, working on one with my mother about our family history in Mexico. Oh, what? It's, Mexico? Uh, yeah, man. What's going uh, on there, man? Oh, well, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> but this this goes back a uh, couple hundred years to uh, an indigenous uh, peasant. <laughs> um wow. And his, his life story and how he uh, brought the family to Mexico City and how it came to present day. It's, it's a pretty... Tremendous story that I've only learned in recent years. Wow. Uh, another film I'm working on is about my adolescence, my upbringing in Texas. I grew up in Texas, mm. Austin, Texas. It was, uh, it was a rough time. It was beautiful, but it, it was a rough time in my life. And mm. um, I feel like that story needs to get out there. Mm. And uh, yeah, those are kind of the two big things I'm working on right now. Wow.
1: So keeping yourself busy on many different uh, levels, not only documentary, but also writing those screenplays. And uh, what's the t- biggest challenge for you about writing screenplays of yourself and your own history?
0: Oh, man. the Biggest challenge with anything for me is just discipline, like mm. just doing it. Mm. (laughs) Tuning out the distractions and just like saying, all right, I'm just here and I'm going to let it pour out and I'm going to find those juices and let them flow and Mm -hmm. not care about anything else for the next 10 hours. (laughs) Because that's what it takes. You really got to get in that juice, in that Mm. flow. And that usually takes a couple of hours, whether Mm. you're editing or anything else. Like it takes a little while to settle in and really... And when it comes, like... It, it the rest of the world does disappear pretty well and you can be like oh my god I haven't even stood up for six hours I better mm. take I got better use a bathroom I better stretch <laughs> my legs or something is
1: there any kind of routine that you that you welcome into your life to help you with your creative juices
0: oh yeah well I have a dog bless her heart and so, <laughs> nice you know, what's you, the name Lucy hey Lucy if you're listening a what big hug to you <laughs> hey baby <laughs> uh, she's 10 years old now so you know Mm. she's been my best friend for a long time and she Mm. gives me a routine I've kind of fought routines my whole life for some Mm. reason I've always wanted to just like stay really dynamic Mm -hmm. but there's some good things in finding good habits and uh, she's given me some good habits like getting up early and like having someone to take care of and to love Mm. and I have to feed her and walk her and she's not a ton of work but you know, just ha- getting that jump start every morning is, mm-hmm. is a good way. That's and then, routine, and then I can s- settle into work and like get some things done.
1: Beautiful. That's routine and that's discipline in many ways.
0: Yeah. So everyone, go out there. If if, if you can take care of a dog, <laughs> yeah. do it. Hopefully, your landlord doesn't deny you that. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> there you go, Elliot. That's right. That's right. Wow, man. What a what a moment here. I'm so happy to be here and oh, enjoy and the a, beautiful sun. Adopt.
0: Don't buy, please. Thank oh,
1: you. Okay. oh oh oh! There you go. Adopt. Don't shop. <laughs> <What up? laughs> oh man, Elliot, Elliot, man. Uh, it's quite a process also to be here and, and share our passion about film. And uh, I'm very, very curious to hear again from you. You're quite a character, man. I can feel the passion. I can feel Look the who's purpose. Talking, bro. You know, I, I feel it. I feel it right here in the booth, man. It doesn't take much. Yeah. Uh, what is your next step in the next five years, looking at the trajectory from 2015? What do you see Elliot Galan, in five years, in
0: 2025? Oh boy. I'm hoping for big things, you know. Mm. Ti- they're they're <sighs> time slipping away, you know. Like, mm. like I said, I'm forty forty one. Mm. Okay, I'll be honest. <laughs> Which you don't look like, by the way. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Um, What's I, I the story, man? What's the story here? Come, yeah, on, come on, yeah, yeah. I want to let it pour out. <laughs> I, I want to accomplish some things. I want to make a difference. I mean, I think that's what most of us want in life. You know, some some just want a, a nice big house and a lot of money, but I, I want something it's going to make a difference for lots of people mm. um, I want to improve the world around me and mm. so I hope my, my craft as a filmmaking artist I can do that
1: mm, beautiful words oh my goodness this is gold for us as filmmakers we want this, we, we crave for this and we forget somehow the electricity that lives in a film that collective experience that brings everybody together and forces them somehow to also experience that story. And uh, it's really a dance between comfort and discomfort many times. And that, I feel, is something that, that resonates really deeply with the work that you're doing to support the, the voices that need that attention
0: here in the community. Now, I, uh, If I may, I would just change that word force to invite invite <laughs> uh, that's you know
1: that's true that's true that's yeah, true yeah. I, I see what you mean absolutely yeah. and also because it's not easy to to invite people into the theaters mm-hmm. nowadays mm-hmm. with all these new distribution platforms and everything which in a way is great for us because it means that there are more places where our film can be let's say can be um, can be placed or can be uh, located mm-hmm. on the other hand though there, we are competing with the, the the some incredible content out there. How have you have you ever thought about how we as independent filmmakers
0: could navigate this environment? Well, I think, yeah, we we all have the capacity to build a following, and I think mm. that's a really important piece. Mm. Work on your following, uh, you know that to support you when you as you start to build and grow mm-hmm. um make contacts make connections get out there meet people see mm. what they're doing try to get known mm. but like don't don't make it about yourself you know mm. like remember you're especially starting out like you're a small fish in a big a, an ocean <laughs> 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 you know you're not even a salmon yet you're like a tadpole or something yeah. and so you know just, just be humble and, and learn like I said earlier like to open your ears listen mm. um Yeah, start there. What do you think is the best ways? What
1: are the best ways that filmmakers can get themselves out there nowadays? With all these different tools, all these different ways, what's the
0: best way? Uh, Following your heart, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, learn your technology, obviously. Like, there's a lot more you know don't shoot automatic on your cameras. <laughs> don't just rely on your t- your phone for a camera like get get a decent setup you know mm-hmm. get something to get you started maybe that's just like an old manual slr or something mm. and shoot some film like whatever it is just just learn it and and learn the the tools um learn the limitations the, mm. but also the anomalies of, of that tool specifically mm. and and then just focus on the story once mm-hmm. you have that down like and really try to find that story beautiful
1: there you go and that story it's what at the end lives at the core because many films can be shot very easily on dslrs and i think that that's where the 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 big the big uh, juxtapositioning is the big conflict because it's very easy to find excuses and not shoot because of money or because of gear and all that but if you can tap into the core idea of that story you can make it happen no matter what and we have incredible filmmakers that inspire us to shoot even with iphones It doesn't take long. It doesn't take much to go there and find examples of great work on iPhone. At the end of the day, it's really about staying true to your heart and just going for it, as you mentioned earlier. Absolutely. There's
0: there's this incredible documentary. Mm. uh, I'm forgetting the title, but it's by an Iranian filmmaker. Mm. uh, Played at VIF. uh, Edited by Walter Murch. Oh, wow. uh, Best known editor in the game. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, he shot a lot of... It's on the... uh, basically the coup the failed and then successful coup of 1952 in iran mm. and uh incredible film and a lot of it was shot on his iphone they Wonderful. just make it work you know of course of course especially if you have walter merch on your side yeah he's gonna make it happen
1: <laughs> yeah yeah beautiful beautiful but again right there is so much that that's part of the film process the filmmaking process and something that i'm uh, very uh, passionate about is the marketing process Mm. somehow it is a part that uh, I don't necessarily resonate with that much even though I'm, I'm curious to learn because it's almost like telling the story why you should go watch that story. You're Mm -hmm. telling the story before the story itself. Mm -hmm. And there is no shape or form, there are no boundaries to that marketing system. You can really tell that story and invite people to your theater in so many different ways. Is there a specific way you found to be more successful when inviting people to the theater?
0: I am probably not the best person to answer that because i'm pretty <laughs> new to this like i mm. haven't been producing very long i've been uh, you know the one of the people behind the scenes editing shooting uh making the the story come together uh so marketing is is somewhat new territory for me um i i feel like you have the right energy for it so mm. you know it, i'm probably gonna hire you in like, a couple of years it's a uh, really really <laughs> tough
1: world and i gotta tell you this all the time, no matter what you do, it feels like you're not doing enough. Oh, yeah. So it's not rewarding at all, unless of course, when you go to the theater and you have that experience and you see that people leave the theater with a smile, that's, that's what you live for. That's, that's really at the core what, what it all means for us. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that, that, that you know and uh, what this means because when an audience has received that message and welcomed it into their own lives in that way, you know that you have completed a cycle. Because a story without an audience is anything. What is a story without an audience? It's completely nothing. And so that is our love for the audience because they don't only watch the film with your eyes, they watch it with their hearts. And how can you thank someone? There is no way you can thank someone enough for opening up and being so vulnerable in front of such a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elliot, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a process. And we're touching, we're going really deep right here. We got oxygen masks going deep <laughs> into the ocean of film. And uh, you know what? Believe it or not, we are approaching our second break. Oh my goodness, time ticks so fast. And of course, uh, as we speak... Uh, right now, right here on Cop Radio 100.5 FM I'm truly yours, Ruggero, your host on am Rune Tom, the radio show, Talking Movies Because we love it I'm going to continue the conversation with a one minute pitch And the Bruce questionnaire right after the break With Elliot Galan, extremely passionate and talented filmmaker Before then, enjoy another juicy track From Taylor McFerrin from New York, Beatboxer This is already there A big hug to all of you, catch you later so much juice so much juicy juice are here on cop radio 100.5 fm i'm Ruger, your host on room tone the radio show talking movies because we love it there was taylor mcferrin with already there wow so much juice i loved it and here we are here we are talking a little bit more about movies with extremely talented and passionate film director cinematographer and editor elliot galan elliot it's time for the one minute pitch are you ready Gonna pitch. No pressure, right? No pressure at all, man. (laughs) One minute pitch to pitch whatever you want through this mic.
0: You ready? I'm gonna hit that clock three two one. Let's go. Texas in the nineties was not all country music and trucks. Growing up there was violent. There were gangs, drugs, parties, sex, all from a very early age. Growing up there meant growing up fast. Uh, this story that I'm working on is about a boy named Ollie and his friends. They're in high school. They've been labeled by all the adults around them as the bad kids. They're profiled by police everywhere they go. I and mean, this was my life growing up. And, um, you know, they, they have to fight to, to prove themselves. And for Ollie, his, um, as his life starts to spiral out of control... He realizes that the only way to break this vicious cycle is to go inward. Mm.
1: Wow,
0: what a pitch, man! was that Holy. a minute? That was like, that was
1: really close to <laughs> That was beautiful, but the, the 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 substance behind it all it was powerful that's uh that's that's there's some depth in there especially because it's so close to home in many ways Mm. wow man i really enjoyed that pitch that was an intense pitch man thank you for sharing that that's that's quite something uh what will be the name of the film do you have a title in mind i only have a working title and that's austin high austin high austin high man we'll we'll pin that thought we'll pin that working title we'll take a screenshot of that and save it on our desktop (laughs) Woo! and we'll touch base back on that and now It's time for the Proust Questionnaire. Proust wrote down 35 questions believing they would dig down to someone's true essence and identity. Of course, we're not going to go through 35, but we're going to go and pick five randomly. So we're just going to head dive right into it again and talk a little bit more about life and not necessarily only film. So this is a big hug to all of you that are listening. A lot of passion and juicy juice are here through the Proust Questionnaire with Elliot Galan. Elliot, first question of the Proust Questionnaire. Oh, my goodness.
0: What is your greatest extravagance? Oh my God! My (laughs) my greatest extravagance is definitely camera gear. Mm. Like obsessed with buying new lenses and looking for new Mm -hmm. ways to make my rig better. So I mean, it's is it an extravagance? It's a necessity (laughs) for sure, but they're expensive. So
1: (laughs) it's part of the game, man. I think there is a lot of uh, passion that's also channeled in that way for the for the uh, the craft, and it's such a very such a practical way to also elaborate and and explore that passion in many ways because that spirit of the the spirit of the craftsman comes out in so many different ways in the, on the film set and, and when we make films. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a very,
0: very, very passionate and, way to celebrate so it. You have to remain hungry for a new aesthetic too. or, mm. or for a, you know, You're know, always trying to learn something and build something new. Love it, love it. It's also about building
1: that aesthetic, huh? How would you define your aesthetic? How would you define your way of putting that camera and placing it and getting that shot?
0: I guess it's just got to start with uh, an open heart Mm. You know, I I feel like The most important thing Especially when you're like Kind of a one-man operation One-person operation Is uh, to connect with that subject Connect with the people you're filming Mm. Uh, So I try to do that first and foremost
1: Mm. Beautiful, man, beautiful Taking us to the second question Of the Bruce Questionnaire (laughs) If you were to die and come back As a person or a thing What would it be?
0: Um, Mm. I think Mm. I would Maybe come back as an animal. An owl, maybe oh, like they night man. creatures or
1: I love owls so much. If you look at this the screensaver on my phone, he's an owl. Look at this cheese, no way, man. 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 Yes, yeah. Oh,
0: man, I, I'm gonna show you man. Okay. I okay. love I trust owls.
1: Fuck, wow, man, that's beautiful. How come?
0: Uh because they're very reclusive. You don't you don't get to see them very often. Mm. They are very determined, they're uh, watchful, they're they're very calculated. Uh, in what they do and that, i think that's why am yeah.
1: beautiful man Mm-mm-mm. tasty tasty let's go to the third question of the proof questionnaire Woo. what is your most marked characteristic
0: my most marked characteristic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this one's easy actually. My mm. smile. <laughs> I've got a big smile. Love Probably it. only second to yours. <laughs> <laughs> Every
1: smile is a, there. Is a beautiful quote that says a smile is the curved line that pl- makes everything straight or that straightens everything. Mm. You know that puts everything in place. People put
0: it at ease. Yeah, yeah. I and like that's that. a free thing. You know, you can give a free. It's free to give it, a smile. It costs nothing. Costs nothing. You, you just have to start by. F- and you don't even have to start by feeling good. Like, sometimes you just have to force yourself to smile, but if you, mm. s- f- when you smile, you feel better, and the people around you are going to feel better.
1: Absolutely, man. I definitely agree with that. Definitely resonate with that. Beautiful. This is leading on to the fourth question of the Proust Questionnaire. What is your greatest fear?
0: Going deep. To be ineffective. <laughs> I mean... Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you... Uh, the only way to fail is to, to not try. And so mm. you gotta try, and uh, yeah, just don't be, don't be afraid to take risks. I, I've, I'm reading this book called The Artist's Way, and mm. the um, there's a beautiful quote in there it's, it, to break through that fear that holds a lot of people back. Mm. It's uh, leap, and the net will appear. Ooh la la and la you, la! You gotta la. start by leaping.
1: <sighs> right? I love these these statements. These statements turn this booth into a sauna, man. Can you feel the heat? Can you feel the heat, man? I feel your heat. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Leap and the net will appear. Hey, dear listeners, did you hear that? Whatever it is in your life, whatever it is, leap and the net will appear. Beautiful words from Elliot Galan here. Uh, Wow. From a filmmaker with such a deep reach into his his soul. I love it. I love (laughs) it. And this is leading us to the fifth question of the Proust questionnaire. Whoop!
0: When and where were you happiest? Um, that's an interesting one. I, you know, when we reflect on our lives, like on uh, oftentimes memories are a bit. Uh, painted gold you know mm. like the, there's we we tend to tune out the bad things when we want to find a good memory and mm. uh, for me there was a really nice moment when i was six it was my sixth birthday mm. I, I remember i see the photos now and i'm like oh that was that was really nice like we're all wearing silly costumes and i <laughs> feel like surrounded by friends and my mother is there and uh, hmm. we're out in the park in uh, austin it's a warm day in september and uh yeah, just having fun. Very Beautiful. innocent in those days.
1: Beautiful. Mm, that's right. Huh? Innocence. And where does the innocence live nowadays uh, With with so much complexity? Mm. Where do you think we can fish that innocence back?
0: Well, yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, should we... Find innocence within ourselves, mm. I, I, I think when approaching something new, where you're an outsider or you know, like making this film uh, with Slowitoth, like you, you don't come in with prescribed ideas, you, you leave your ego at the door, man. Mm. so I mean if anything, that's a state of innocence that we should all strive to um, have humility, right mm. like you, you not none of us know everything, like just go in with uh, open ears, open mm. heart, open mind.
1: Beautiful, man. That humanity is a key word. And it's something that somehow it's so easy to forget because we get so engulfed into what we do when we make films. It, it becomes almost like the film as something that we that venerate and we celebrate mm. every single day. Mm. And I'm sure that you've been thinking about your films every single day that you have spent here for the past years of your life. It's just a part of being a filmmaker and taking that time to be innocent for a moment, to Mm. remind yourself of that inner child and what that inner child truly desires. So easy to get lost, you know? We are drowning in information and starving for knowledge. That's Mm. quite a process right there. I love that. Mm. That's so true. Man, I want to ask you one more question. We got a little bit more time and I want to get deeper into Elliot's soul over here. So I just want to ask one more question here from the Proust Questionnaire. And uh, this question... Wow, this question is uh, is something that uh, I'm very passionate about because it invites us all to meditate on that on that innocence and also on that inspiration in the living realm here. And the question that proves wrote down is: Which living person do you most admire?
0: Which living person? Which living person? Uh, one of my heroes, first person that comes to mind is Cornell West. Mm-hmm. He's, he's such a brilliant person. Um, incredible orator able to tap into his heart so well when he speaks and it is eloquent like no one else i know mm. his, his values progress as our culture progresses you know he's not held back to the 50s or 60s you know what mm. i mean like he he's with it he's current and he's evolving mm. um yeah <laughs> there you go That's a shout out right there Shout out to Cornell West I'm how sure about, you'll never hear this But love huh? you man
1: Hey how about meeting him <laughs> Hey 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 I, 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 I'm gonna mention this bad boy I, let's, let's give him a tag And lead him to the podcast Why not man Sure I'm going to write that down and we're going to kind of get some, some, some of that word going and rolling uh, on RoomToneRadioShow.com. So please, if you enjoy the show, just reach, us, uh, reach out to us here on RoomToneRadioShow.com. Send us an email. If you're interested, if you know any filmmakers who are interested in joining, just come on, man. Let's go catch a nice coffee and uh, we'll continue the conversation. And uh, on that note, a big hug to all of you listening and uh, with Elliot right here in front of me. Elliot, what is your piece of advice to independent filmmakers out there?
0: Um, my advice to independent filmmakers is to um, take your time. You know, we we all got to make a living. Vancouver is mm. really expensive compared to the wages here, um, so you gotta you gotta make ends meet, right? But mm. um, you know, start laying that foundation mm. uh, and dream big. Dream mm. big. You know, don't don't limit yourself. Like I, I worked in uh, lifestyle and reality TV for a while, and mm. that was kind of. That's, that led me to leaving the industry for a little while and, oh, wow. and trying something else and then like I really had to tap into why I was doing this What were you doing in a reality TV show? Uh, I was a colorist an online editor No way! Yeah. Uh, and it was good like I enjoyed the work a lot but um, you know networks just kind of tend to grind people mm. a little too hard <laughs> uh-huh. The industry is a grind I gotta say Wow uh, and uh, you know so yeah it, and I also like I kind of sometimes I didn't know how to say no so I was not only working my 50 hour work week but I would be like taking side jobs and mm. bringing them into the suite and color grading and editing and doing all kinds of stuff and you know working myself to the bone 7 wow. days a week and uh yeah I just kind of hit a breaking point and needed to hit the reset button and um find my purpose again and, mm. and that led me out of the industry per se and more into being a a creative force of myself
1: Mm, what do you think is the line for for us as independent filmmakers in understanding the work and the rest because there is always something that you could be doing for your film or around your film that lives in the in the world of your film what is that line for us independent filmmakers
0: i I don't know if i'm too good at that line honestly (laughs) it's you know it's hard to turn that off Mm -hmm. um but you know you, you, you do have to uh, turn it off a little bit and relax and mm. like have some fun and mm. meet some people try to participate in something bigger than yourself you know mm. show up to a protest that you believe in support people uh, struggling in, in whatever ways that uh, you feel like you can contribute um, you know keep in touch with your family your friends Like, try to have a life for yourself mm. and, and let that guide you
1: Mmm, let that guide you, that compass, huh? It's a a, a bit of a challenge as well to craft uh, and create that compass for yourself it's almost like forging it out of the heat of your suffering in many ways mm-hmm. and with that heat you forge that compass and you immerse it in your values, right? You just put it there so that you know that when you will get lost in the jungle because it might happen, you can just look back at that compass yeah. and uh, remind yourself of where you're coming from and where you're going.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Follow the water. The water always mm-hmm. goes down to the ocean, so mm-hmm. you know it'll lead you to the right place
1: mm-hmm. A lot of hums so much juicy juice man Elliot, what a pleasure to have you here man this is uh, this is quite special and i'm also very much looking forward to uh, on the brink brink, uh, of collapse uh, because that's quite uh, relevant to vancouver to bc and it's also a leading example so this is a story that could reach out very well across canada u.s and who knows even more Uh, so on that note uh, absolutely congratulations on uh, when the tide goes out screening Aviv. any other screenings open
0: uh, yeah, actually we are screening at a film festival in uh, Northern California next week. Wow. Uh, Wild and Scenic Film Festival accepted us. uh, So Mm. I'll be flying there uh, with my co-producer, Hilary Highland. um, Beautiful. From Mm Slowotuff. And uh, yeah, we'll be sharing it there. We're really excited about it.
1: Beautiful. How do you get to choose the right film festivals to submit? Because it's quite expensive to, of course, you cannot submit to all of them. But how do you strategize around that?
0: Well, timing is a factor, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when are you finishing your film? when are the windows of festivals Mm -hmm. so you gotta think ahead you gotta make a database for yourself with and Mm. start listing things, putting things in order, figuring out like how much money you have to work with, Mm. you know, try to hit those early bird deadlines, Mm. um, try to have a solid pitch, a a good website. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, but also, you know, fundamentally you got to look at what the film festivals mandates are Mm. and, you know, yeah, you're not going to get into Sundance unless you Mm -hmm. have an in or you have just some like incredible film with a, Mm. a lister. um, so you know, look at the smaller ones. Look at the um, the ones that that actually tie in with the ethos of your film. In mm. our case, it's about environmental restoration. Mm. Uh, in, in our case, with indigenous justice and indigenous sovereignty at the core, food mm-hmm. justice. I mean, there's lots uh, to work with there, and that film festival is all about it. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was an obvious choice.
1: I see. Uh, I see a lot of connections here, especially with APTN the aboriginal network uh, i think there is a lot of potential for when the tide
0: goes out to actually make it out there so uh, let me I actually so.
1: write that down who knows i'm gonna tag these bad boys in the podcast so they have eyes on this cheese
0: they came and covered our premiere at vif actually so shout out to them oh, thank you very much
1: Oh there you go shout out beautiful 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 i love it you see this is how people connect life is the art of meeting just connecting with people and uh, as you said leap and the net will appear and I think that this is so true in so many ways Because you have to prove to the universe and to life That you're committed to that It's also like when you see people around you When they're committed to something, you want to support them mm-hmm. It's when that insecurity kicks in That you also feel insecure in, in the way you support them as well mm-hmm. And so if there is one Flow, one motion One current of belief That you really support here in Vancouver At the moment, which
0: one would it be? There's so many To choose from mm. <laughs> um, You know, I'm going to go with maybe the a more unexpected one because people know me for being involved in housing justice, mm-hmm. indigenous sovereignty movements uh, you know, uh, anti-capitalism, uh, mm. anti-resource extraction, fossil mm. fuels, all that s- stuff. Um, but the, what kind of gets left out a lot here, I find, is animal rights.
1: Mm.
0: And, and do animals have rights? Well, we're animals. We have rights. Mm. We, we got to think outside of our own limitations. Like, it. so... Uh, animals. The Earth has rights. Like we need to respect the rights of the Earth as a sentient entity, a mm. great big, beautiful spirit that we all need to tap into. And animals are part of that. The the world around us. So you know, look to you. Uh, if you're in Vancouver, like look to your Indigenous uh, relations and and listen to them. They they uh, honor the the animals and the the life force that runs through everything around us Mm. so yeah i i guess i just want to amplify the animals issues a little bit more today beautiful thank you for that and this is uh, such a beautiful way
1: to wrap up this episode here on cop radio 100.5 fm room tone the radio show believe it or not take 70 Oh, my goodness, wow. man. I can remember when this was just a dream. And here we are today celebrating film and our passion for the craft. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you here, Elliot. It's uh, been a pleasure for
0: me. And congratulations on 70. That's a oh, big one.
1: Man, you know, it's uh, it's the community. You know, Without Ooh. a community like this We would never reach 70 And I feel that the community <laughs> really speaks uh, right. uh, So much love through these mics And uh, all Vancouver deserves to hear the beautiful words Of the filmmakers and content creators uh, That are part of the film community here in Vancouver So a big hug to all of you listening out there It's always a pleasure uh, I want to leave you off uh, uh, On this beautiful sunny day here in Vancouver uh, I, want to, I want to give you another juicy track From uh, uh, Taylor McFerrin Straight from New York So please, everybody, take a moment Catch a breath from Elliot's words today. This is the theme of the day. Leap and the net will appear. So this is for all of you out there. Enjoy the beautiful sound that's smiling at you. And please enjoy Decisions by Taylor McFerrin. Catch you next Thursday, 11 a.m. Ciao, ciao.